Hello and welcome to this week's Ocean State Sidelines Podcast. My name is Brendan McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times Woonsocket Call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot, Will Gagan, sports editor of the South County Independent. Will, it is vacation week. First, we'll wish our audiences, whether you celebrate Passover or Easter, a happy holiday. But uh, we got some things to talk about, as always. As always, we, 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 we're kind of running out of things a little bit as we get into spring. It's not quite as busy as winter or fall, but still, still a fair amount going on. And we, we begin with uh, some college basketball news, because why not? <laughs> of course there's college basketball news. Uh, so today, Thursday, as we're recording this, URI is getting set to uh, introduce its new women's basketball coach. Uh, and that is Tammy Reese, a potentially a familiar name if you've uh, if you followed the WNBA and college women's college basketball in the early '90s. She was an All-American at Virginia, uh, played played in the same backcourt with Dawn Staley, and then went on to play in the WNBA and has been an assistant coach in the WNBA and the college ranks uh, in the last four years at Syracuse. And uh, she is set to take over the reins at URI. Yeah, it's a. I think it's an interesting hire. You have you're bringing in someone for a quote unquote power five school, someone who has that experience and has better connections, and you know hopefully try to revitalize a URI program that hasn't been to the big dance since 1996. 1996, yeah, they they have really struggled that program. Uh, one winning season in the last 15 years. Uh, that was under previous head coach Daniel LaForce. Uh, in her first season at the helm, and then kind of the Rams kind of steadily went downward after that over her next five years, and uh, she was uh, let go earlier this spring. So yeah, I mean, I think it's just I think there are a lot of questions with URI women's basketball. What what else is in place? What what kind of infrastructure can be built? But having a, a, the lead person is also a key, and as you saw with with the URI men's basketball program, they needed to build the infrastructure, but they also needed Dan Hurley. To be there to do it, to to push it along, and I think you you know it, it may be the same kind of formula in this situation with with a uh, a name coach, someone who's hungry, someone who's on the rise, um, and and not someone who's sort of on the on the downswing, not someone who's been a head coach before. This will be her first chance to prove herself, and can she kind of be the spark that the whole program needs to sort of get in gear? And it's interesting when you note the timeline. You know, Coach LaForce was dismissed on. March 12th or didn't have our contract renewed you know here it is almost Easter and it's finally a coach named it seemed like Thor beyond the uh, URI athletic director really took his time to find a successor yeah definitely they were they were clearly not in a rush they wanted to find the right person uh, and I think they obviously they believe they got that person uh, in Tammy Reese and uh, you know it's it's interesting her resume is good and, and she also has that winning pedigree you know, she played in, in a final four at Virginia um, and then you know played in the WNBA and then at, in her her latest stop at Syracuse as an assistant coach she led that helped them to the national title game in 2016 where they finished as the runner-up so a lot of winning in her past and uh, and that kind of thing can be can make a difference I think for a program that's struggling Kind of comparing it to what you said about URI and Dan Hurley, you know, Dan kind of took the baton and ran with it, and after time, things started to come, exactly. like, you know, yeah. more more uh, charter flights, the assistant coaches were better paid. I think, you know, it could be a similar, similar situation with uh, Tammy Reese, where, you know, she was going to have to win 
in order to maybe get those incentives that all programs crave. Yeah, absolutely. And she has some star power to pull it off. Uh, some some acting roles before she got into coaching after her playing career. She was in Juana Man, as our, our good friend Eric Benavides reminded us, uh, and Love and Basketball. Yes. So uh, she just has a little uh, Hollywood <laughs> yeah. situation, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that hiring pans out. Um, mm-hmm. It uh, credit to her, and uh, we'll see how uh, everything shakes out for URI. We will. Yep, and uh, they'll they'll be needing to make some additions. She's gonna have to make the hit the ground running. They uh, lost some transfers from from this past year's team, so. Uh, She'll get right to work, I'm sure. One of them being uh, Casey Gagan, the former St. Rayfield standout. She didn't play much this past year. Actually gained a year of extra, year of extra eligibility before moving on. And uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Marcus Riley, the uh, Rhode Island native from Cranston, an assistant under uh, Coastal Forces staff, see if he's retained or not. Yep, a lot to watch there. And uh, also up at uh, Providence College, the news came out that uh, Alpha Diallo, the uh, junior, is going to enter the NBA draft. So, but hold on, Friar fans. It's not like he's gone and that's it. You know, he's quote unquote testing the waters, which will, to me personally, I do like this ability to go out and, you know, maybe solicit feedback from NBA folks, especially those who have desires to play the NBA or even professionally after they're done college. And what Alfred Diallo has not appeared in any mock drafts. I'm right. sure everybody's checked that. Yep. It's it, this is just him going out and getting feedback. Yep, it's. I mean, there's absolutely no reason not to. If you have any, if you're anywhere close to that realm, there's no reason not to just go out, go on the circuits. You know, do you know, get get some feedback. You know, you you might improve your game. You might see things you need to work on. It's just it's a perfect opportunity, and I I'm sure college coaches they maybe maybe grumble a little bit about it from time to time because they don't know exactly what's going to happen. But I think even they can can recognize it's good for the kids to have that opportunity. Sure, Rodney Bullock did this a couple of years ago, and he ended up coming back for his senior year. Yep. So it's not the end of the world. It's all about the player going out and seeing, you know. Okay, do I have to improve my shot selection? And hear from a different voice, too. Exactly. A guy who, you know, doesn't know him. He hasn't seen him on a daily basis like Ed Cooley and his, and his fellow assistant coaches may. You know, and that, that message may resonate more as a player heads into a senior year. So yeah. I have no problem with uh, what Alpha Diallo is doing. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, it, it, either way, it probably helps him out, whatever happens. And we will turn our attention now to the high school scene. Like we said, school vacation week and a couple of noteworthy things uh, first on the softball diamond. Yeah, uh, we got the uh, South Kingstown softball team is just crushing the ball right now. So they've played six games and they have outscored opponents 96 to 10. Wow. That's 16 runs per game. Very impressive. Just crazy. They've played very well. I have actually not seen them yet. I've been rained out twice. If you, if anyone is listening out there in, in Rebel Nation, I, I'm trying to cover this team, and I just, I, the rain is just not cooperating. It always happens in the spring season. But anyway, they, uh, they're playing very well. Uh, big game coming up on Monday as they take on another unbeaten team, St. Ray's, who has a big-time pitcher. Yes, and she is a freshman, Sammy Simons. Wednesday against Tiverton, she tossed a complete game two-hitter, also added uh, three hits at the plate, struck out, I believe... She struck out a lot, we know that. She struck out a lot, but she struck out out 16 against Situate last week, 
And, you know, she's got 29 strikeouts on the season. That's very, very impressive for a freshman. Shades of uh, former St. Raphael pitcher Kaylee Lottie. Oh, yeah. Bring that's a, uh, a name from a, a different time. And Jackie Fournier, even before then, uh, St. Raphael at one time was the, or was the preeminent place for softball pitchers. But uh, it looks like uh, we might have a second coming here in Sammy Simons. Yeah, and so you have SK is playing St. Ray's on Monday, like I said. So SK has scored 96 runs this season. St. Ray's has allowed one run. I, I, that's, it's going to be a really fascinating matchup to see what happens there. Uh, so there's some, there's some good pitching in Division Two, um, in addition to Simons, um, who had 16 strikeouts in that game against Situate that you mentioned. Haley Venturini of Situate, who was a star last year and now a sophomore, struck out 18 in that game. Wow. So big-time pitching on display uh, in Division Two softball. And then you also have, uh, on the other one of the other subdivisions of D2, and I don't think they'll play this year, uh, but Rodgers is off to a 6-0 start. They were in the final in the... No, they were not in the finals last year, but they were in the, in the latter rounds uh, of the softball bracket. So they're off to a good start as well. We'll uh, shift gears to lacrosse, boys lacrosse, and uh, give a shout-out to Burville, right now undefeated. In league play, coming off a 6-5 win over Lincoln on Wednesday. It, uh, you know, Aiden Tupper, you know, anybody who follows like Burrowville, you know, knows that there's been a million Tuppers up there. And <laughs> this is the latest one. He's a junior. He uh, scored the game with three seconds left in the first overtime period. Tupper fired a pass to the top of the restraining box to uh, his teammate who rifled a shot through the screen. And that helped uh, give the victory to help the Broncos remain undefeated. There you go. And there are, it looks like they might be on a little bit of a collision course with a, a team from down south. Then they're against the Mariners, also 4-0. They uh, are a longtime D2 team who's down to D3 just with, with some shrinking numbers. Uh, but they moved down in a year where they may not have the numbers, but they do have some top-flight talent. Uh, Jack McGreen, who's a really, really good player, uh, great in the face-off circle. And then Gabe Wooten. Uh, he had nine goals in the other their game the other a few days ago, um, so they're off to a four and zero start as well. You also have Lincoln and Westerly who are five and one. Tollgate's three and one. So that that top of uh, top of D three is pretty strong. So that will do it for this week's episode of Ocean State Sidelines. We'll be back in a couple weeks. We'll hopefully have more stuff to talk about. The uh, high school baseball and softball scenes will come into sharp review, as will college baseball. That will be. Uh, getting close to uh, conference tournament time yeah we're we're past the midway point of college baseball which is a little wild but uh, yeah we'll talk about that and uh keep an eye out on our twitter accounts for you know, various other things that are going on i'll be at the uh uri press conference today and reporting from that take care guys thank you thanks